0: A show about business, crime, parapolitics, and esoterica, with your host, Jimmy Fallon
1: Gong. In Memphis, Tennessee, November 17th, 2021, young Dolph took his camouflage Corvette Stingray and drove to Makita's homemade butter cookies to pick up some cookies for his mother. Dolph had already given out 200 turkeys and was scheduled to hand out more turkeys, At the St. James Missionary Baptist Church. It had become something of a tradition, and then he was scheduled to go visit a cancer center. While Dolph was in the bakery, a stolen white Mercedes Benz pulled up and two men jumped out of the car. A driver stayed in the car. The two men wore sweatshirts, surgical masks, and gloves. One wore a Bass Pro Shop hat, while another had a sweatshirt uh, a sweatshirt hood pulled up. One held a pistol, the other held a Draco AK-47. From the parking lot, the gunmen fired into the bakery. They hit Young Dolph 22 times. He was shot in the chest, neck, chin, arms, and back. It's likely that he never saw the gunmen at all. Dolph was just 36 years old. Initially, a lot of people suggested that another rapper, Yo Gotti, was responsible. Memphis and the rap world both mourned the loss of young Dolph. One onlooker was quoted as saying, That's a father, that's a brother, that's a son, that's a nephew. Other than being a superstar, that's somebody's child right there. Dolph's partner said, I would just say I want people to know Adolf was not deserving of what happened to him. We really need to address why this is happening to men like Adolf. Like I said, black men deserve to grow old. Adolf deserved to grow old. I feel like every man in our community deserves to grow old. Now I agree, there's nothing more heartbreaking than a violent murder. And the fact that the world loved his music just adds to the tragedy. Personally, I'm a huge fan of young Dolph's music, and I remember hearing the news of his murder. As for what Dolph's partner said, again, I agree. We do need to address why this keeps happening to men like Adolf. And as it turns out, there's a much more complicated story to why Dolph was killed than I thought, and I think it deserves to be told. Who killed young Dolph? Most people following the story know that they caught the shooters right away. So, case closed, right? As it turns out, the answer to who killed young Dolph is not as straightforward as it seems. And again, I must make a disclaimer that I'm simply a fan of young Dolph, I have no special knowledge of the case, and I would much rather he be alive than, you know, making, than me making this episode, right? I'm trying to be humble about it, but at the same time, I'm also trying to honor Young Dolph in the one way that I know how, by combing through information and getting paranoid. Also, heads up, this episode will have a lot of music, more than normal. I can't help myself, I just really enjoy Young Dolph's music. Let's get into it.
2: I pulled up at the collar, like spent a half a meal like fuck it. Hey. Thought he was a real one, but he wasn't, so it's fuck him. Hey. I, I just pulled a six in a one oh, liter I'm oh. like fuck it. fuck it. If I let your bitch come get me head, then that bitch look it up. Uh, I'm drinking dirty, yeah. I'm riding dirty. Yeah. She got on no pants, hey. but hey. I'm the seaweed, in the hurry. Permit to see what code when I get thirsty. I told all my niggas I got them, don't worry. I fucked hey. up 200,000 hey. on Never was I supposed to make it, but I made it Couple million later, my closest nigga started hating Mama fucked around and made a rich crack, baby So till the day I die, yeah, she gon' be my first lady They tried to lock me out, I kicked the dough down and I took it Ain't never so cocaine, but on some street that I can cook it before I learn my ABCs, I learn how to hustle, girl. You just another lost bitch out here fucking with these busters. Spike my real with the lean and she just took a Xanax. Blame it on the pill Why she coming out her panic. Tell all my niggas I love them. Why they here? Don't take them for granted. No. The realest nigga shit right here please don't panic i just pulled up at the collar spent a half a meal like fuck it thought he was a real one but he wasn't so it's fuck him i, I just pulled a six in a one liter i'm like fuck it if i let your bitch come get me head then that bitch look it uh, what you doing i'm drinking dirty i'm riding dirty she got on no pants hey, but no. i'm in the hair permit to see when i get thirsty i told all my niggas i got them don't worry i fucked up 200,000 we <laughs> Fuck it, fuck it, fuck, it. fuck this shit. I man. didn't come in this game to try to be friends with these rappers. Sorry. To keep that shit 100, my nigga, all my homeboys trappers. 100. I made enough cake in the trap to send my kids to Stanford. Yes. Baby Darth, I read a hustler and he stealing pimples. What? Record labels wanna sign me. I said let's do it. Fuck it. Fuck if it. you ain't talking yeah. M's, your conversation you can cut it. i watch watching my ring is flooded. Yeah, all of these bitches they love me. Yeah, Yo, seven thousand dollar on on hack Pour up till I can't drink no more Count paper till I can't no more I used to have a little love in my heart For them niggas, but it ain't I showed them little niggas how to dress and what to smoke, yeah, that's for sure. Trend seller slash CEO, all my old hoes like, where he go? I just pulled up at the collar, like, spent a half a me like, fuck it. Yeah, thought he was a real one, but he wasn't, so it's fuck him. I, I just pulled a six in a one oh, liter, I'm like, fuck it. fuck it. If I let your bitch come get me head, then that bitch lucky. Uh, what you doing? I'm drinking dirty, Yo. I'm riding dirty. Yo. She got on no panties, hey. but Yo. I'm in the hair from it I told all my niggas I got them, don't worry, I fucked hey. up 200,000 hey. on jewelry. Hey. hey, 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 fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Fuck it.
3: Fuck it. Fuck this shit yeah. fuck it. Hey. Hey.
1: In a noisy interview, where I believe everyone was high, like I think that's the gimmick, they were interviewing Young Dolph and Key Glock, one of his collaborators, And they were asking some pretty softball questions, you know. Like, they're baked, so it's not like a serious interview, right? So they were asking questions like, What do you put on your grids? You know, things like that. And they asked Dolph, Okay, vampires, UFOs, and ghosts. Which do you think are real? And young Dolph said, Ghosts are real, man. The interviewer said, I think New York City's haunted. I done seen some things. To which Dolph replies, You think New York City is haunted? You need to come to Memphis, dog. And like, they're high, they're having fun. But I don't think young Dolph is joking. And I'm not joking either. Memphis is haunted. It's hard to even begin to talk about a city like Memphis. A city with the best and the worst of everything. Like other people, I know about Memphis first through its music, though I have visited several times, and it is a very strange place. Historically, it was a regional hub of the slave trade. Nathan Bedford Forrest, the cotton plantation owner and Freemason turned Confederate general, turned first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, he ran a slave trading business right there in downtown Memphis. The first Ku Klux Klan started there in Tennessee. It was modeled after the Knights of Malta. Now remember, the Klan is quasi-Masonic, and Freemasonry's social tech is real and useful. The slave-owning planter class didn't go anywhere. They became the business class. Memphis is filled with Freemasonic architecture. Both the older buildings and Dear listener, if you want to have a good time, just Google the front of the Bass Pro Shop pyramid. Tell me that doesn't look like a Freemasonic square at the entrance there. Now, Memphis is a haunted city. In the wake of Young Dolph's murder, various people pointed out that Memphis had 300 homicides the previous year. I like Memphis, I'm not trashing the city, but... Nobody would argue that Shelby County is not impoverished, right? That it's not a violent place, and that it's not a corrupt place. And I'm talking about, like, on a judicial level. Prosecutors in Shelby County sent three times as many people to death row as prosecutors anywhere else in the country. And you can imagine how the demographics break down for the homicides and the death sentences. Shelby County is a dark place. There was a whole jobs for cash scandal in the 90s, which led to the sheriff's department allegedly murdering to cover it up. The FBI investigated the whole affair. And it's interesting regarding this scandal, right? Because if you look at the numbers, over a 100 years, approximately nine Shelby County police had been killed violently in the line of duty. That's less than one per decade. Then all of a sudden, around the time of the indictments, two cops are murdered, four commit suicide, several witnesses also get murdered or go missing. All of a sudden, there's a shakeup, right? So in 2015, the feds indicted four Shelby County jailers for smuggling Oxycontin into the jail to sell to the inmates. In 2017 the feds indicted a Shelby County deputy named Jeremy Drury of hiring a hitman. If you were to google his name, that's what the that's the article title that they run with like Shelby County Deputy Hiring a Hitman. Interestingly though, it wasn't quite like that. Instead, a deputy this Jeremy Drury guy He extorted a drug dealer for cash and also was trying to extort him into killing a witness for him. Very, I wouldn't say different from hiring a hitman, but not the same thing, right? We're talking Shelby County Sheriff's Department trying to get someone in the criminal underclass to commit a murder. Let's keep that in mind. Jury at the time was working for Shelby County Sheriff Offices Narcotics Division. Like we are well within the realm of what they call the dirty south, right? But this is programmed to chill. Let's get more systemic, as we love to do. And hopefully that will help us understand the events of young Dolph's life.
2: Like I'm puffy. Yeah. She fucked me, then she lucky. Yeah, she got this super sloppy. I call that bitch yucky. Bitch, don't speak to me in public. Bitch. Fast money, fast call. I live for this shit. My young nigga and no, man, they gon' kill for this shit. Shaking my head off, you just too real for this shit. Bitch. My first investment was a vacuum seal, then I got rich. Bitch. Nemo can't get whatever from me, cause he never switched. Jizzle was right there with me, man, we didn't have shit. sleeping cuz quick to tell me, fuck him, he a bitch. Doggash nigga off the leash, duck in the pitch. When it fell up the plug, came back and told my nigga it's up. Stop. We gon' bomb forever Straight out the mud hey. Been through so much shit So I fill my body up with drugs can't 20 whips in front of the club Nigga, that's up. On oh. my own stylist, I spent millions on designers I got my own island In Castellia, you can find me Got more jewelry than your jeweler Nigga, I spent millions on diamonds I put ice on everybody around me Just to see them shining yeah. My spot got great customer service like Chick-fil-A yeah. Might take her to the hood, but I can't take her on a date yeah. Sleep walking yeah. on that coating, but I'm wide awake yeah. These niggas ain't fucking with me, and I put that on out mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Nobody give me shit, nigga You know what I mean? I had to get out here and scrape this shit up, nigga Get this shit the hard way, you know what I mean? I had to figure this shit out, nigga, you know what I mean? Just me and my real niggas, you know what I mean? Nigga, you ain't eat out the floor with us, nigga. You ain't eat out the garbage with us, nigga. You know what I mean? You wasn't there, nigga. You wasn't there with us, nigga. We had to get it how we live, nigga. I put this shit on out of me. Nah, I ain't finished, nigga. Yeah, yeah. My office is a trap house in South Memphis, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Riding with a bullet through the city, nigga. Yeah, yeah. i been selling bags about a 50, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Pinky ring, cost me seven fifty, nigga. Yeah. Pour it, and drink it. I don't sip it, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Kicking shit and smoking no forbidden, nigga. Hey, bro. You a grown man, stop all of that bitchin', nigga. Damn, damn. I go so hard, make them hate me. Damn. My whole life I'm movin'. HD. Yeah. Blue retro, blue AP. Yo. Too much ice, don't need AC. Nah. I had to put out, this bitch had to rape me. I wear water, I don't drink, it, I drink lean. Wow. I pull lean and grapefruit juice, and rock blue diamonds. Now these niggas ain't me. Yeah. Sixes on a double of R, look up at the stars. smoking Skittles and thanking God. Remember I used to starve. Dope up. boy with dope boy drinks, never thought I'd make it this far. Real Fourteen, up. I jumped out there, started swimming with the shark. Game, bang, play some bogo, gill up, plug a rock. I got the type of ice that it go crazy in the dark. You put your trust in a bitch, I put my trust in the mob. I got all type of shit parked in the garage. Hey, hey!
1: I'm going to cite these guys several times but all credit to the Memphis Truth Commission for meticulously providing everything you could need to understand what I'm going to talk about in 1997 the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission was set up MSCC for short the MSCC sets and determines high level priorities and strategies for law enforcement in Memphis Shelby County you know more or less the state, right? It consists of a board of directors. Who's on the board of directors? Well, there's an attorney general named Amy Weinrich. I think that's how you say her name. She's not attorney general anymore, I don't think, but she was at the time, right? Several top Memphis Police Department officials, a top state sheriff, a U.S. attorney, were members of the FBI and ATF on there as well as top Tennessee business leaders. Let's go through the list. So at the time of the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission's founding, Dave Carlson was chair. He worked at the time as an executive for Smith and Nephew, a medical technology company there in Tennessee. If my information is right, he now works he now runs a financial company. There was David Slot of American Residential Services, the nation's largest provider of HVAC and plumbing services. There's Blair Taylor, the president of Memphis Tomorrow, which is an association of Memphis CEOs. There's John Dudas of Bell's Enterprises, a major shopping mall developer. There's Ralph Perry, executive director of the Tennessee Housing Development, of, Development Agency. There's Pierce Ledbetter, who runs a realty group. There's James Ringle, who runs an apartment management company. Robert Hyde, who runs an apartment management company. And Janine Heiner, who runs a title and closing real estate company. I don't know if you notice any commonalities there, but there's a bit of overrepresentation with Memphis real estate and business interests. By the way, I'm not 100% certain, but I believe everyone I just named is also white, right? So the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission they published a big report called Operation Safe Community which had you know, recommendations and it advanced the broken window theory and it advocated for zero tolerance, minimum sentencing, and three strikes policies. Operation Safe Community utilized authorization of agency, which is like a specific legal term. Authorization of agency was supposed to reduce crime in apartment communities which damn if that's not a euphemism for you right apartment communities remember in the wake of the 2008 collapse black home ownership you know fell considerably so and they were always you know underrepresented in home ownership in the first place but you know by and large apartment communities could very well be code for black people apartment communities also owned literally by the members of the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission, right? But the thing I mentioned, authorization of agency, what is that? Authorization of agency is a generally accepted term in real estate law, where it allows an agent to sign property documents in lieu of a principal, which is like normal and fine for real estate law. In Memphis they are extending that concept to the police. Authorization of agency essentially authorizes Memphis Police Department to act as an agent of a property owner without the customary warning period as required by Tennessee trespassing laws. Authorization of agency raises due process concerns because there's no ad hoc processes and enforcement of it is capricious. Arguably, authorization of agency violates Tennessee trespass laws, it doesn't fit within MPD policies and procedures, and the due process thing is the main one, right? And that's where it gets ugly, too, because it allows for Memphis Police Department to always have a pretext to evict or harass more or less anyone for anything it was used as justification in various political protests and you know, day to day it is overwhelmingly applied to black people you know, poor black people and it can be used in a retaliatory way now, not every police department has authorization of agency laws, but several do. I think the trend I think things are trending in that direction San Diego PD for example, has this law Authorization of agency is administered jointly by the DA with their anti trespass program and a nonprofit called Safeways Inc. Now, what is Safeways Inc.? It was set up in 2013 by more or less the same people as the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission. I mean, like, literally the same people. Safeways Inc. receives the majority of its budget from the Memphis Police Department. Now, the enforcement of authorization of agency is enforced by any Memphis Police Department, but the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission and Safeways, Inc. also helped establish a mysterious law enforcement group called the Multi-Agency Gang Unit, MGU for short. The Multi-Agency Gang Unit is a joint effort of six primary law enforcement agencies. The United States Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the ATF, the Shelby County District Attorney General's Office, the Shelby County Sheriff's Office, and the Memphis Police Department. To quote from the Shelby County Sheriff's Office, the Multi-Agency Gang Unit, which was formed in 2011, is a group comprised of elite, highly trained members of the... Of the Shelby County Sheriff's Office Narcotics Division, Memphis Police Department Organized Crime Unit, as well as the ATF, FBI, and US Marshals. MGU's mission is to conduct long-term investigations on criminal gangs and to dismantle the gangs organization as a whole and to disrupt the illegal activities perpetrated by gang members. Fox 13 Memphis reported, The unit always has more than one thing going. Some teams are dedicated to long-term undercover operations. Now I quote again from Memphis Truth Commission here. On the streets, MGU operatives often wear black trousers, dark shirts with ballistic jackets, their personal choice of shoes, and an MGU patch. MPD members of MGU also have an MPD shield, out on front of their vests and drive characteristic white Dodge Chargers with police equipment but no livery. A small number of MGU operatives have no MPD shield and drive black or white SUVs with police equipment. These are thought to be mostly sheriff's deputies, though some may be from federal or state law enforcement agencies. The MGU headcount was recently quoted as 26 MPD officers and 21 Shelby County Sheriff's Department deputies. The DA says that the MGU is entirely gang-related. They keep a database of alleged gang members whether convicted of crimes or not. The MGU first showed up in a political sense at the 2016 Black Lives Matter protests. They will frequently show up at political events and or protests and or riots. The point is that the MGU carries out what are called gang injunctions. The Memphis Truth Commission calls gang injunctions basically authorization of agency on steroids. Essentially what happens is an MGU gang injunction bans gang members from being in certain locations, like physical locations, and it will functionally act as a paramilitary sweep of an entire geographic area, like a whole neighborhood. The first one occurred in 2013 against the Riverside Roland 90s Neighborhood Crips gang. Judge Larry Potter issued an injunction against R90 members and created a 4.6 square mile quote-unquote safety zone. Now, I found this report from the Public Safety Institute. They wrote this report in 2019 about the gang injunctions. And there were five other gang injunctions, right? So, following the first one, there was the in October 2014, there was a gang injunction against the Dixie Home, Dixie Homes murder gang in the North Main Precinct. Then there was one in December 2014, two different injunctions against the fam mob in two areas of the old allen precinct in january 2016 there was injunctions against the grape street crips and the vice lords in two overlapping areas of the tillman precinct the report takes pains to argue that there were decreases in crime but i looked at the data and you know it doesn't look like crime went down very much they argue that crime went down overall by eight percent but in certain areas crime went up and other areas crime went down we're not talking about very sophisticated data analytics here either to their credit the report all but admits that crime mostly didn't change i really liked this line from the report although a decrease is preferable no change is still a positive result i.e violent offending did not increase however and this is interesting they also measured awareness quote unquote of the MGU's injunctions and awareness that there was a gang injunction went way up so mission accomplished I guess the report like I said was from 2019 and it was measuring activity since 2013 and the report said it was too soon to tell if it was working or not by which I guess you could read into it that it's not working. (laughs) Or, in my position, I think the truth of the matter is that reducing crime is not the primary goal. And keep in mind that this entire apparatus, from the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission, to Safeways, Inc., to the multi-agency gang unit, all of it is carrying out goals set by Memphis business elites and real estate. So... There is a direct conflict of interest, in other words. And I already listed out earlier, it's being carried out by local Memphis Police Department and Shelby County sheriffs, which have a bit of a problem with corruption themselves. It's all a huge farce. All of this is occurring in the service of capital, particularly real estate. Uh, No, it would be gauche, in fact, to ask about conflicts of interest, or to raise the spectre of racism, or to mention Brianna Taylor and murder for gentrification plots. Oh, by the way, by the way. North Maine of the Riverside Roland 90s neighborhood Crips, Gang Injunction. What what's that I hear? A two hundred and sixty seven million dollar revitalization project. Old Allen of the Fam Mob Gang Injunction, A $66 million urban renewal revitalization plan? Tillman Precinct. Well, that one was the most recent, so maybe the plans are still in the works. But don't worry, I see that it's listed as a Memphis Opportunity Zone. The fish rots from the head, as they say. Switching gears here, let's talk about Young Dolph's life. So, Adolph Robert Thornton Jr. was born in Chicago in 1985. His family moved to Memphis when he was young, like I think two years old. For much of his childhood, Dolph would be raised by his traditional old-school grandmother. Dolph, growing up, Dolph would sell drugs and attend church. So, you see, two sides to the same man. In 2008, young Dolph dropped his first mixtape. In twenty ten he founded his label, Paper Route Empire. In twenty fourteen, Yogadi offered him a record deal with Gotti's label. Gaudi's label was associated with Epic Records, which is owned by Sony. Dolph decided against it and remained independent. His career really started taking off in twenty fifteen when a song that he was featured on went double platinum. 2016 he released his first proper album, King of Memphis under his label this album hit 49 on the charts and reportedly it's not exactly clear but you know he he and Gaudi, Yo Gaudi had sort of a beef maybe dating back from him spurning his offer to sign with his label but particularly when young Dolph claimed to be king of Memphis. This supposedly pissed off Yo Gotti, who I guess saw himself as king of Memphis. So Yo Gotti dropped a diss track. This led to Dolph dropping a diss track, which had Gotti responding with yet another diss track. In the mix, an artist signed to Yo Gotti's label, Black Youngsta, Also started beefing with young Dolph. This got pretty heated because in February 2017 Dolph was in Charlotte North Carolina for a performance with 21 Savage and Migos. Before the performance the car that Dolph was in, this SUV, was shot at over a hundred times. Luckily the SUV was bulletproof so no one was hurt. Dolph still performed that night. He would later write and release the song, Hundred Shots, referring to the incident. It is widely believed that Yo Gotti was responsible for the attack. In the song, Hundred Shots, which, remember, Dolph released in relation to the shooting, in response to it, right? Dolph famously asks, A hundred shots, a hundred shots, how the fuck you miss a whole hundred shots? classic, right? Now, he also includes the line, how many dicks you suck to get that couple million. Self-made millionaire, oh what a feeling.
2: There's some backwoods about her, home and a cup of ice. There's some rubber bands about her, too, homie. Yeah. It's 3 p.m., 80 degrees outside. I'm in something to go real fast sitting outside the corner store. Six figure car ain't got no business in this area. If it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking nutter. You trapped together, then it's my motherfucking brother. Yeah. I pay her bills and buy a designer, but I don't love her. Need, she just play a part when it's time to smuggle. Hey, you ready? I pull up, pick up that bag, and burn rubber. Oh. I got a sweet tooth, but I stay away from suckers. No boo and Malibu was my last supper. We ain't good. I fucked her in rush hour traffic, Chris Tucker. <laughs> Everybody screaming, gang, 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 gang. The folks come and get you, you gon' tell on the whole gang. gang. She said, can she fuck me with my diamond shine? If I ain't in the bank, then I'm on the plane. Hey. About to go get some money or go spend some money. Yeah. They stopped me in the airport, had too many binges on me. Right. They don't want you to live. They don't want you to ball. Don't push a smile in your face. Yeah, then they pray for you to fall. Hey, young nigga, stay focused. Yeah. But I really want to crash. Damn. Think about where you at. Okay. Then think about your past. Right. Yeah, I really came from shit. But I won't change for shit My bitch say I'm stuck in my waist My wrist say I been getting paid A hundred shots A hundred shots Me and my niggas pull up in a hundred drops My role model used to get a hundred blocks Street niggas in a tuxedo with a (laughs) mob She looked at my watch too long, now she see stars I got so high last night I did a show on Mars Yo, bitch ate my dick. I caught her on them bars. Manics. My pinky ring, extra large. Phones yeah, yeah. all in the garage. Whoa. Remember my first Monog? Yeah, yeah. Boy and Britney. Yo. I'm shopping for diamonds at Tiffany's. Nah, no, I don't got no sympathy. No. She blew my whistle like a referee. Hey. Broke black nigga, remember me? Hey. Until I found out that yeah. recipe. Yo. Started getting about 10 a week. Finger on the trigger when I sleep. Yo. Yeah, nigga, i rather you than me. Yo. Back seat smoking good weed. <laughs> A hundred shots. A hundred shots. A How the fuck you miss a whole hundred yeah. shots? shots? You're not welcome at my trap if you don't shop. Get out, bro. Before you come through that back door, you better knock. Get the They've been waiting on this gangster shit to drop. Bro. Even them fuck niggas that wish I could yeah. be stopped. Hey, am hey. How many dicks you suck to get that couple million? <laughs> Self-made millionaire. Niggas came from dealing, Ay. fuck nigga, get out your feelings, your bitch got me sexual with healing, uh, guess yeah. who just walked in the building, no. came out with six bitches, what? my uncle said that's pepper, Church. my diamonds always hitting, uh. you looking for your bitch, she with me nigga, she ain't missing, no. I told you fuck nigga, stay out my way, but you didn't listen, stupid ass yeah. niggas, big rock in, in my watch, and we put extensions in all of the clock a <laughs> hundred shots, 100 hundred shots, shots. how the fuck you miss a whole hundred shots?
1: Separately, Dolph would constantly call yo Gotti, ho Gotti," and would make similar insinuations about black youngster. yo Gotti dropped an artist from his label after he found out that that artist was gay, and we all know the ironic logic about homophobia. Other than beefing with yo Gotti, young Dolph was largely, I wouldn't say free from homophobic remarks, but like, it wasn't a thing he did that often. Is what I would say. Now, interestingly, a transgender model named Benel Williams claimed to have had a relationship with Black Youngsta. Black Youngsta angrily denied it on Instagram. I believe that video is now deleted. But he wrote, "A motherfucker believe anything they see, but facts is facts. At the end of the day, a motherfucker always looking for a come up, but you ain't gonna get it off Black Youngsta." Hashtag the hate so real. Black Youngsta was also recorded humping a male mannequin at a, at a department store. I realize these are not like the most compelling arguments on their own. Within the context of the pervasive rumors about black rappers and celebrities being forced to do gay stuff and or dress in drag and or just be humiliated, I think this might make more sense. Uh, you know, the most famous example of this being Dave Chappelle famously telling an anecdote about being pressured into putting a dress on in a film he was in, I think, or maybe it was his TV show, but I think it was a film. He discussed this on Oprah, right? Dave Chappelle, of course, would later go on to walk away at the height of his career, only to come back and then sort of make a lot of injudicious remarks about transgender people, for sure. Uh, Cat Williams has also discussed the whole being pressured into doing some, like, you know, some of this similar behavior, right? Now, this is a very tough topic because Lord knows Chappelle later said some things about transgender people that I do not agree with. And the whole topic is fraud in the first place. But, I mean, you can't say that there's not something here going on. Like, we have the case of Terry Crews, who was groped, sexually assaulted, in that sense, by an entertainment executive. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't watch Buck Breaking. Just don't see the need to watch that, personally. But, I mean, the thing is... There's a ton of historical evidence for the most insane shit happening to black men and black women during slavery and afterwards. Like specific to hip hop and rap, there, you know, I've done enough digging to know that, and you know, this is a concept people already know about, but like there's a lot of closeted gay men in the industry period. Like I said, there are pervasive rumors about being required to do homosexual and or humiliating acts to reach a certain level of success. We can sit and argue about how formal it is, how ritualistic it might be, but I mean, if you're listening to Program to Chill, you might know that sexual blackmail exists. And that it does actually, like, it has the potential to actually help your career, unfortunately, in certain industries. If you are new to Program to Chill, if this is your first episode, well, heads up. Like, it, that exists. It's rough. The point of all this is that Young Dolph and Yo Gotti's beef might have been grounded in something more tangible than just, like, who's the king of Memphis. Or, you know, petty resentment over, so you know, over Dolph not signing to Yo Gotti's label. Like this might not have even been a case of guys casually and irresponsibly, and irresponsibly tossing around homophobic slurs. This could very well be a beef grounded in like, maybe one guy who, chose to or had to get punked, and another guy who refused to. I mean certainly it's in the realm of possibility anyway. So in September 2017 young Dolph was shot twice. Yogadi's associate might have actually been responsible for the for this one too but he would not be prosecuted for it. Around 2017 Dolph said that he was offered a 22 million dollar label deal which he turned down. I th- I'm not sure he ever said which record label offered him that deal, but uh, instead Dolph signed a deal with Empire Distribution. Now, Empire Distribution is a very interesting record label because it's ostensibly an independent distribution company and record label, but it literally had like astronomical immediate growth vastly beyond the efforts or funds or even vision of palestinian american ceo ghazi shami the reason for its astronomical growth i imagine would be because it's a bay area company and i suspect it has silent partners with all the funds in the world because empire distribution started as a production company for just bay area artists then they went to signing kendrick lamar before his classic albums dropped Uh, they signed a few classic hip-hop guys like Snoop Dogg, then they pretty much went in and scooped up a ton of the Atlanta talent in the early 2010s, before they exploded. They signed Tentacion, for example. Empire Distribution styles themselves as fairer, and they help artists retain control over their masters, or at least you know, they appear to be able to do that. From what few numbers I've heard, this does generally seem to be true. And it certainly fit with Dolph's preoccupation with remaining independent. You know, we can always question how truly independent that is, but like, you know, this isn't like the early aughts. I don't really give a shit about (laughs) what's indie, right? But like, for sure, if it you know, for sure they probably helped Dolph, like, retain the level of control that he was seeking, right? Now, all along this way during the story, young Dolph's music just keeps improving and his releases do better and better on the charts. Uh, One side note here, it's not super relevant to the story, but it, you know, I can't help but talk about it. Uh, young Dolph had a friendship with Gucci Mane who is by far one of my maybe my all time favorite rapper Dolph would say he's just one of my personal friends it ain't no different for it ain't no different for him from my homeboys in Memphis I just had a real personal relationship I met Gucci Mane through my partner Drumma Boy the producer we're just two real individuals both of us We like what we do. We just build a relationship off that. Side note here. Of course I wouldn't talk ill of the dead. But I... I'm not unaware of some of the more sus elements of Young Dolph. The main one being the cover of his compilation album Paper Route Illuminati. Which you can google to see. And of course the name of the album, right? Personally though... I'm sort of, I wouldn't say inoculated against talk of the Illuminati. It's just, I don't really feel like there's enough there for that to really mean very much to me personally. You know, like, I'm weirded out by people who specifically want to incorporate Illuminati ideas into their art. But, like, I don't necessarily think that they're actually pointing to something real most of the time, right? Doesn't mean I like it though, right? Now, on the flip side, I certainly would hesitate to call young Dolph wholesome. That said, I generally get good vibes off of him. There's a lyric from one of his songs sold a hundred pounds and gave 10% to the pastor, which, like, he's talking about paying tithing on drug money, which is very funny to me. And not just, (laughs) and not necessarily just because it's like, (laughs) hypocritical. It also seems sweet. So an interviewer asked him, what are your morals or guiding ideas? And Dolph said, family's everything. Put God first, family responsibility after that. In some ways, young Dolph was very traditional. Like, it makes sense, right, if he was raised by his grandmother, who seemed to be old school. And Dolph was nothing if not a hard worker he was constantly working and like I don't know I find that like I always have a lot of respect for either the laziest or the hardest working artists there's something about both but I mean in this case of course Dolph very much a hard worker and side note if you are unfamiliar with young Dolph's music His music is excellent for motivating yourself to work hard. So, you know, it has that added bonus. Now, in a vaguely prophetic interview, Dolph showed his emphasis on independence when he said, if your little sister or whatever tries to ask you for money, you have to be like, I'll give you this money, but you have to go hard. I'm not going to be here forever. I ain't got no problem giving it to you, but you need to go hard. Now, was that prophetic or was that just realistic? So, one of the main stories that people remember about Young Dolph is the incident in 2018 where two baristas at Duke University, I think they were both black, they got fired for basically having a playlist playing in the store that included Young Dolph's song, Get Paid. Now, the little bitch vice president of student affairs came in and heard it and got pissed off and fired them. You know, that provoked a lot of outcry, so I think eventually that guy had to resign from Duke University, but like, separate from that, Young Dolph flew them both out to the Rolling Loud festival and gave them each, I think, $20,000 and then performed the song to the crowd. Which, like, certainly he didn't have to do that, but, like, damn, pretty cool, right? Paper out of your hand. You pay, young
2: nigga, get paid. Get pay, young nigga, get paid. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. Whatever you Just make sure you get paid Get paid, young nigga, get paid Get paid, young nigga, get paid Trip so big that it came with a maid Get paid, young nigga, get paid Rule number one, that? get the money first. Okay. Rule number two, what? don't, don't forget, forget to get the, the money. money. Hey. Play by these rules and everything will be okay. Yeah. I'm still in my trap, flipping my Frito legs. Hey. Go get the money, it ain't nothing else important to me. Nah. I showed her a Xanax, she hairy up and took it. Woo! I fucked her so good she got up and started cooking. Rolling up big bluffs out a pound of cookies. If you ain't gas forty bands, then you can't book me. Nope. Pull up on the side of your bitch, you wouldn't stop looking. Yeah. That bitch good as took it, yeah. good as gone. Go. I guarantee to knock my nigga, that bitch ain't coming home. I got money to count. Nope. Got bitches to fuck, got packs to flip This Uh, to bust, when I was small I ain't had nothing Started selling dope and praised to God for a club He showed up and said Get paid, young nigga, get paid Get paid, young nigga, get paid Get paid, young nigga, get paid Whatever you do, just make sure you get paid Get get paid, young nigga, get paid Get paid, young nigga, get paid so big that it came with a maid Don't Get paid, young nigga, get paid Get paid, nigga yeah. Get paid, bitch yeah. We on some rich, nigga Shit, we on the same shit Me and my Memphis Grizzly partner Fuck the same bitches what? The only difference is I'm a, a trap, trap, nigga uh-huh. Don't you hear it in my voice When I rap, nigga yeah. On South Beach with E-Fees And throwing stacks, Ooh. nigga Turn to the max, nigga Stop. Facts, nigga. Yeah. She met me for the first time, didn't know how to act, nigga. Double law parked in my motherfucker front yard. Trap jumping like the motherfucking million man Mars. If she ain't got a fat ass, then she can't get up in this car. I can tell if that ass real or fake by how she walks. No. Get paid, young nigga. Get paid. Uh, get paid, young nigga. Get paid. Don't get get paid, young nigga. Get paid. Whatever you do, just make sure you get paid. Hey, young nigga, get paid. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. Trips so big that it came with a mail. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. So around twenty
1: 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one. Young Dolph was talking more and more about retiring from music. He was spending more time in Memphis, and in an interview, he said the richer he got, the more his life was in danger. As to what he meant or why, you know, that he didn't elaborate. But that doesn't, to me, that doesn't really sound like that would... Core, like correlate very closely to a beef with Yo Gotti or you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't completely match with just some other rapper killing him or even someone shooting him over trying to steal his chain or something. Like what could he be referring to? And I have to say he seems again to have been correct, right? So in September 2020, Dolph ran a contest and gave away a Lamborghini. The family that would win it, just like some random nice kid in Texas, you know, they would end up selling it and making $460,000. Of course, in November 2021, Dolph would be murdered. So to close out this section, young Dolph would tell many people about how his grandmother, specifically her, taught him independence. In one interview he called her the meanest motherfucker in the world but that she prepared him for life. Dolph said, I had a grandma trying to raise three boys. Can you imagine a 77 year old woman trying to raise three elementary kids in the middle of the hood with all this gang activity and drug infested shit? That's a hard to do for an old lady. So, my situation, I'm realizing all the responsibility. I couldn't let her take all the responsibility. I always liked money, so when I was 15, 16, I went headfirst into the streets. Count money, take money. Take care of my kids for all their school stuff. That was our responsibility. They can't get out here and hustle or work hard. I'm a man, that's how all men should feel. The ladies you're close to in your life shouldn't be doing that stuff. You're a man, and you need to take responsibility. In a different interview, he said, "Stay in control. If you're not in control, you are out of control." I live by that. Be true to yourself.
4: If you will turn on your radio, any Negro revival meeting on a Sunday night. You will hear of Garcia say when the
5: preacher starts talking sensibly, but the congregation gets more and more enthusiastic. Amen. Yes, Lord. And it works out the preacher so that by the time he is through, have turned into not only poetry, but beyond poetry,
3: into music.
4: Say, Talvin
2: uh... these bitches, they just want to have my baby, born in the 80s, crack baby, mama she was in the street, so guess who raised me, you motherfucking right, couldn't get it from my mama, so I got it off off the block, block. been working my whole life, but I ain't never punched a clock, nine years old, I seen a nigga get shot, Damn, Damn. niggas quick to run they mouth when they get jammed, pussy ass nigga tell it on his own fam, same nigga that you break your neck for. Yeah. Be the same nigga hey. that cross you out hey. and wet you hey. up. Supposed oh. to be chasing money, but you chasing bitches. You Real bosses don't talk; we just sit back and listen. Uh-huh. Stack that paper up and then make boss moves. Yeah. She like to argue, so I sent that bitch to law school. Oh. Your dog, no matter what. Free. bitch decline, she loves you, she done set you up. Free. Out here in these streets, it ain't no such thing as love. Preach. The only thing I trust is this pistol and these slugs. Free. Real nigga shit, only when I do speak. If that nigga don't work, he'll fucking leech. Preach. I ain't got shit for a nigga, I ain't nothing in this motherfucking world. Free. Zay got the motherfucking bass thumping. Hey. Zay- y'all got the motherfucking trap jumping dog. doors to the trap open i said something. you something hell now nah, don't ask i ain't fucking nothing nah. i fucked your bitch and told her i'll see you around <laughs> do just skip town with 200 dollars do just pull the eight in a two liter pop they say dog addicted to these streets just like it's pops Damn. addicted to hustling i can't stop. can't stop won't stop won't stop can't stop Aye. never hear me complaining about what i Cause if I want it, I'ma go get it. Free my nigga, yo, did it. Got paper rail tatted on your whole titty. Same nigga you getting high with, he really your enemy. Everyday niggas cross they partners out for Benjamin. Keep it real with your dog, no matter what. Same bitch decline, she loves you, she'll set you up. Out here in these streets, it ain't no such thing as love. The only thing I trust is this pistol and these shrubs. Only when I do speak If that nigga don't work, he'll fucking leave Preach I ain't got shit for a nigga I ain't nothing in this motherfucking
1: world Free. Preach After he died, it came out that Young Dolph had purchased over 100 houses in Memphis. A real estate agent named Tim Jackson said, Young Dolph also purchased a foreclosure for his children every year for their birthdays. He told me this himself when we met. I admired this about him and even challenged him to rap more about this side of his hustle. Reportedly, Young Dolph told Jackson, The goal is that... By the time they turn 18, they'll have 18 properties, and they'll essentially have wealth. They'll have the equity in the properties, because all the properties are paid off, paid for by cash. And then they'll have the residual income each month from the rent that will multiply, and that will increase through inflation. Jackson concluded that his children's net worth would be definitely in the millions when they became 18. His children were already in a terrific position with the success their father had as an artist, but his transactions assure his children, assure his kids and the generations to come will be well off financially, unquote. Which, yeah, of course I have some issues with anyone owning 100 houses, but I'll be honest with you. I literally trust young Dolph to be a landlord more than, say, I don't know, Amy Weinrich, Dave Carlson, David Slot. Blair Taylor John Dudas Ralph Perry Pierce Ledbetter James Ringel Robert Hyde and Janine Heiner and so on and so forth vastly more likely to (laughs) I don't know keep the properties up or you know not be as usurious of an asshole as those guys All of the people I mentioned, of course, being direct competitors in the real estate game, and who happened to oversee, on a strategic level, the implementation of law and order in Memphis. It sure would be completely fucked if there were any reason to suspect law enforcement of having a hand in young Dolph's death. And how curious is it that Dolph and Nipsey Hussle, both of whom advocated... Black community buying real estate, were both violently murdered. Perversely, for doing the things that broader society says are important, no less.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold bro. I, hey bro, don't get that shit on my seat, bro. Mobbing in the Bentley, smoking moon hey. rocks. Hey. Full of motherfucking blue, blue. Guap. Guap. half an ounce in my Gucci tube, Two. Socks. socks for the summertime. Got a new trust. trapper slash rapper slash bad bitch. Snatching hey, baby mama mad. She said you live like a bachelor. So what, sold a hundred pounds and gave ten percent to the pastor. Church. Keep going up the ladder. Hey. They mad, make them matter. Hey. Told my son when I'm gone, you gonna a rich little bastard, yeah. pointers on me hitting, Woo. leave a bitch dizzy, uh. all my old bitches feeling salty, yeah, yeah, M.I.D., I'm talking about why you doubt me, yeah, yeah, but, but I still miss you, can you call me, yeah, yeah, I heard ain't shit changed. that you still balling, yeah, yeah, she used to bust them scripts for me at Walgreens, smuggling, my cottage was my calling, hey, hey. foes on the Mercedes, that's major, uh, uh whole gang going crazy. That's major. Uh, uh. Millions on the table. That's major. Uh, uh. I turned dirt into diamonds. That's major. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you searching for fame. Damn.
3: I became a superstar in the dope gang. Stop. Found out you a hater. I can't
2: look at you the sign. God, she said, can she take a with My child got two twin sisters, call them yin yang. I wish I wouldn't have fucked that bitch. She insane, God damn. Alexander McQueen on me, I ain't got a stunt. Yeah, yeah. Turn to the plug, my life ain't never been a yeah. yeah. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Uh, uh. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Uh, uh. Millions on the table, that's major. Uh, uh. I turn dirt into yeah. diamonds, that's major. Uh-huh. Foes on the that's major. Uh, uh, Whole gang going crazy. That's major. Uh, uh, yeah. Millions on the table. That's
0: major. Uh, uh, turn right. dirt into yeah. diamonds. That's major. Uh-huh. House full of bitches like flavor. Blame. the cut hey. my thumb, come from count paper. Right. Paper route the gang and bitch, we are labor. Uh, right. New Glock with a laser. Yeah, yeah. I let you meet yeah. Jamaica yeah. and go out to Jamaica hey. with my motherfucking right. rosters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. 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 I walk and pop my motherfucking
2: collar. Yeah, yeah. A pistol in the motherfucking yeah. Party. Yeah. party. Party. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Uh, uh. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turn dirt into diamonds, that's major. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major on the table, that's major. I'll turn dirt into damage. that's
1: Alright, let's talk about the investigation. So, within 24 hours of the murder, Memphis PD found security footage of the entire incident. And it's almost like the best case scenario, like you cannot probably contrive a better angle to see exactly what happened. Like you can see footage of the car pulling up in front of the bakery, the gunman jumping out of the car, and you can see them both firing into the bakery. Now, police would release photos from this footage on November 18th, 2021, just one day after the shooting. Three days after that, the police found the Mercedes-Benz car. As it turned out, it had been stolen from an East Memphis gas station a week before, and had been used in an earlier crime. So, Young Dolph's funeral and burial occurred on November 30th, 2021. Memphis PD was making progress in the homicide investigation. The police chief, C.J. Davis, said, We are all working together. This, That is why I named all of those agencies, because at some point and in time, our investigation has touched points with other individuals, other law enforcement agencies around the country. On December 9th, 2021, Cornelius Smith was arrested during a traffic stop in South Haven, Mississippi. Smith was arrested on an auto theft warrant regarding the white Mercedes-Benz used in the murder. They actually found his fingerprints on the car. The fact that Smith was arrested in relation to the Young Dolph murder would not be publicized until the other suspects would be in custody. On January 5th, 2022, Memphis PD issued a warrant for the arrest of Justin Johnson for first degree murder, for for the first degree murder of Young Dolph. Now, the feds at that point already had a weapons violation charge that they wanted Johnson for from a previous arrest. Johnson had been added to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation's most wanted list and there was a $15,000 reward out for him. Reportedly, this provoked some 500 tips. Now, within a week of that press conference where they issued the warrant for Justin Johnson, the U.S. Marshals arrested him in Brazil, Indiana, which is this weird little town near Terre Haute where Jimmy Hoffa was actually born. I must note, anytime I can talk Hoffa, must. Now, with Johnson was a guy named Shondale Barnett, who was also arrested. Notably, they were taken to different county jails. Rolling Stone reported that it was actually one of those tips that led to their arrest. So, presumably, they probably paid out the reward. Now, a ton of internet sleuths had already apparently figured out who murdered young Dolph. To a pretty high degree of accuracy, actually. Uh, they figured out that a rapper named Straight Drop was involved in the murder. Straight Drop was Justin Johnson. And to be fair, with <laughs> the internet sleuths weren't exactly like Sherlock Holmes, right? Because Johnson <laughs> posted a number of images of himself on Instagram holding a Paper Route Empire chain... There were other incriminating photos. I think there's even one where he's in the car that they used for the murder. However, the internet sleuths thought that another rapper named Jojo Splat was actually one of the shooters, which did not appear to be true, so like, they were half right. We'll get to that in a little bit. Now, the internet argued that these rappers, or I guess you could say aspiring rappers or local rappers, uh, they argued that JoJo Splat, CEO Bobby, Straight Drop, and Soulja Boy were all involved in Young Dolph's slaying. I swear, the more I look at Soldier Boy, the more he seems like an evil little rap goblin. In an earlier episode, I go through his career And the short version would be, it is all about money laundering. So in February 11th, 2022, Memphis PD arrested a guy named Joshua Hewlett and Kavasis Wesley. When they crashed a stolen car, police found five stolen cars on their property and various stolen items and weapons at one of their homes. Wesley is believed to be Jojo Splat it's believed that straight drop was involved in this little Grand Theft auto ring now did Wesley aka Jojo Splat steal the car that was used in Young Dolph's murder it seems very possible and it remains to be seen whether the authorities will make that connection explicit but it seems likely. Now, they announced, like the authorities announced, that Cornelius Smith was an additional suspect in the murder. So it would be Justin Johnson, Cornelius Smith, and Dale Barnett. Johnson would face charges of attempted murder relating to Young Dolph's brother, who was also shot at. I'm not certain whether he was actually injured or not as well as theft of property. Those are the charges they were being held on. So on February 20th, 2022, Memphis Police MPD, right, they announced Joshua Taylor and Devin Burns as suspects for the young Dolph slaying after they had arrested what appears to be the two shooters and the driver. It is not at all clear what their role is. And... Very little has been said about the nature of their involvement. Burns was eventually released. Uh, Actually, Taylor was not arrested at all. So it is not clear whether they're still suspects, or whether they cooperated, or what. Right. Now let's talk about Cornelius Smith. Cornelius Smith had a criminal record. He was convicted of aggravated robbery in 2011, he would be sentenced to three years in prison. In 2018, he was charged with an aggravated kidnapping and a domestic violence case, but ultimately a grand jury would not indict him for it. Shondale Barnett, right? Now, in the plot, there were two gunmen and a driver. The driver is believed to be Shondale Barnett. Barnett, if you'll recall, was arrested with Johnson at a traffic stop in Brazil, Indiana. The U.S. Marshals stated that Barnett and Johnson traveled all over, from Dallas to Houston to Atlanta to Hampton, Virginia, in the weeks after the murder. Now, Barnett was set to be extradited back to Shelby County along with Johnson, and then he was released from jail 10 days after his arrest. Now, to date... Neither the U.S. Marshals, nor Memphis Police Department, nor Shelby County Sheriff's Office have offered any explanation as to why Barnett was released from detention in Indiana. It's not clear what's going on with him. As of March 2022, there was still a warrant out for his arrest for Shelby County, and the warrant lists him as at large in Texas. The DA's office stated that Barnett was in Indiana for quote-unquote security reasons. There's a lot of ambiguity as to, you know, the status of Barnett, whether he will be extradited, or why he would not be extradited. Now you might be thinking some of what I'm thinking, but to further that idea, we have to talk about Justin Johnson. And for my money, most of the interesting stuff relates to Justin Johnson. Now, I mentioned earlier, but Johnson was a rapper. He went by the name Straight Drop. And if you'll recall, Memphis Police Department issued a warrant for his arrest on January 5th, 2022. He would be arrested within a week. On Johnson's Instagram, he announced that he was going to turn himself in on January 10th. Instead of doing that, He dropped a music video. The music video is called Trackhawk. Now the very first image in the music video, which I would encourage you to watch if you're interested in this, the first image is an aerial shot of the Bass Pro Shop pyramid illuminated at night. Think of the hat that the shooter wore, right?
3: To dying. I'm alert, don't need no added Spots on moving, then I'm fine Treat the old for what they worth, for cuffin', none the ol's ain't mine. Killin' shit, yeah, I stay fresh as fuck, but I don't even be trying.
1: no young Dolph, is he? Now for those who might have missed it, some of the more telling lyrics include, got that get back for my mans, tell them little boys to stop playing. 50 shots in 20 seconds, this shit go fast just like sand. We put switches on them glizzies and put dubs in rubber bands. I can't sign less than six figures and I need that in advance out of state i'm still strapped i got choppers all in atlanta feds watching on fake pages don't up guns up in my camera keep my mask the only time he see my face when i am a blam him call me mr handle business hawk some down when it be 50 shots right in 20 seconds that pretty much describes the shooting i think there were roughly 50 shots or so like he's talking about murdering young Dolph and i think people realize this i would not be surprised if these lyrics end up in a future in a future trial right? we have a real like take a the race situation here for those who don't know the reference that's when a rapper dropped a new song while being well on the lam as a fugitive for murder, right? The difference being that J.K.'s The Race was kind of a good song and this song is like okay. <laughs> um, but fans identified a different one of Straight Drop's videos which show which appears to show the same abandoned home where the white Mercedes-Benz was found which of course further supports the theory that he was one of the shooters separate from Obviously, him being arrested for being one of the shooters. So, the U.S. Marshals allege that Justin Johnson had ties to organized crime gangs. Johnson was reportedly in a gang. As it turns out, Johnson had an extensive criminal past. At the age of 17, Johnson committed aggravated rape and aggravated robbery at an econo-lodge. This sent him to juvenile court and he was placed on the Violent Juvenile Sex Offender Registry. Prosecutors wanted to try him as an adult, but the judge denied it. Johnson, therefore, was a ward of the state from the age of 17 to 18. He would be released right before his 19th birthday. Then, on January 31st, 2017, Johnson was at an all-stars bowling alley in East Memphis, a fight broke out. This led to Johnson leaving the bowling alley, retrieving a rifle from a car, and then firing into a crowd. Johnson hit three people, and then he fled. He would be arrested ten days later and held on a quarter million dollar bail, which a judge would later lower. And so Johnson got out on bond. Curious, right? On May 2, 2017, Johnson pled guilty to three counts of aggravated assault, and he was sentenced to five years in prison on each charge, serving concurrently. Johnson was sentenced to five years, basically. However, a judge granted his request for probation after serving less than a year of the five-year sentence the judge who approved the motion to suspend Johnson's prison sentence after serving less than a year for shooting into a crowd and hating three people with a rifle, was quoted as saying, it's called the Department of Corrections, not the Department of Punishment. And The guy who said that would be the Honorable Judge Chris Craft of Shelby County Criminal Court. Now, I'm just a humble podcaster, but it would be pretty fucked up if the Honorable Judge Kraft had any weird incidents like this in the past, which of course, I'm begging the question, of course there is. There's a wonderful website called the Memphis Truth Commission, which alleges widespread corruption in the Shelby County DA's office in general. Kraft was a prosecutor there before he became a judge. The website... Memphis Truth Commission calls Judge Craft the most corrupt judge in Shelby County. Though, to be sure, I'm not accusing him of being the normal type of corrupt here. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, there's a long list of things that Judge Kraft has done, like, for example, There's the Nuora Jackson case where he refused to issue a mistrial uh, when the DA at the time, Amy Weinrich, who would later become, I believe, the state attorney general, she committed major malpractice in several ways, as listed out in the book, charged the new movement to transform American prosecution and end mass incarceration. More relevant to our case today, Judge Kraft was involved in a retaliatory case against a law enforcement whistleblower basically what happened was that a Shelby County Deputy Sergeant Jailer blew the whistle on conditions at a Shelby County Jail and then in retaliation was framed by a paid confidential informant who like entrapped him into buying some weed like yeah he probably bought the weed but like clearly a retaliatory move, right? The point being that Judge Kraft should have recused himself due to proximity to the case, but did not. Then, more relevant to this, Judge Kraft presided over a retrial for a guy named Michael Rimmer, like a murderer, like probably guilty, but like USA Today reported that quote-unquote, misconduct by prosecutors and police here was so pervasive that the entire Shelby County District Attorney General's office should be disqualified from the case, and a new prosecutor should be brought in to review the evidence. So, here we have Justin Johnson, out of prison, who, in May 15th, 2018, this Johnson, still free, was out and he gets arrested on gun and marijuana charges. So apparently, (laughs) and mind you, this is like before he went to prison for (laughs) certain... So while he was out on probation, right, he gets into this weird incident where he drives his Dodge Charger into a gated apartment complex and refused to leave... They don't really know what he was doing, but they arrested him and found a gun and marijuana on him. He would get released on seventy-five hundred dollar ba- bet, you know, bond, but a week later he would be arrested for violating his probation. Shelby County would drop the charges, however. So, this is weird, like he's getting weird, lenient treatment, Johnson. That is, Channel Three News, Memphis. Interviewed one of the bystanders who was shot in the bowling alley incident by Johnson, who said he is shocked that Johnson is still free. He was free as as of the time they were interviewing him, and he thought Johnson should be held accountable. He said we were just sitting at the counter just watching. It took a long time for me to want to go out and do anything for a while after that. That didn't keep Johnson down though. So in May 25th, 2018, a judge released him on $15,000 bond. Federal prosecutors picked up his gun case and began to prosecute him. In February 21st, 2019, Johnson's, Johnson's bond was revoked and he was sent back to prison. He served two years in federal prison in Louisiana and then was released for good behavior in May 2021. Not long after that, in November 17th, 2021, Johnson would shoot young Dolph to death. Now, what's up with Johnson's story? What's that 50-cent lyric? What's today's mathematics? Shit ain't adding up. So here we have Johnson, a violent gang member, a man who shot into a crowd with a rifle, who gets out on bail, you know, at every turn his bond is like, Reduced by judges, he gets arrested while on, you know, while on bond for drugs and weapons. Those charges get dropped, and he ends up serving less than one year for shooting into a crowd. And he gets out on good conduct, and then the Mister Good Conduct ends up going off and shooting Young Dolph to death. Does this story make sense to you?
3: I'm on the director.
2: Let the band play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh. Okay. Hey. Cash out if I want it. For real though. The money got blood out on it. For real though. The money got blood on it all on it. Yeah, the money got blood all on it. Real Bad bitch with me on real it. nigga wanna beat me down it. But the money got blood all on it. Yeah, the money got blood all on it. Hey! My young nigga's ready to shoot. Damn. Cause they ain't got nothing to lose. Damn. He says fuck everybody and fuck everything. He got something to prove. Damn. In the trenches pulling moves. Got A hundred racks and blues. Franks. In a shoebox. Hell nah, there ain't no motherfucking shoes. Red. Hey, what you do, nigga? Took the motor out of it, put it in a Chevelle. Switch it up. Do my dirt all by myself cause these niggas Gonna tell. She look like God sent her from heaven, but she fine as hell. Bad. I'm sending strong to five states, man. I just broke my scale. Oh. Look cook just called a murder, charging, I just post this bell. Yeah. Doing Donuts in the robbery, I'm a major player Send bags to the hood and to the ops, I send some shells yeah. Never talk on the phone and never leave a paper trail Super bad bitch with a body like Buffy Whoa. Went to see my jeweler, spent a million like it's nothing a million, I got on too much ice, she caught the flu when she fucked me uh. Playing giant Richard Mill, I told my jeweler, bust it. Cash out if I want it, Real the up. money got blood all on it Real The up. money got blood all on it, yeah, the money got blood all on it Real Bad bitch with me on it. Shereo, nigga want to beat me, down not it. Him. But the money got blood all on it. Yeah, the money got blood all on it. Hey. My young nigga's ready to shoot. Damn. Today ain't got nothing to lose. Damn. He says fuck everybody and fuck everything. He got something to prove. Damn. In the trenches pulling moves. Got 100 racks and blues. Right. In a shoebox. Hell, nah, them ain't no motherfucking shoes. Rex. At the
5: top where it get real lonely. Just might put a dub on homie. New Phantom with the forges on it. Boys? And the paint got blood all on it. Yeah. These niggas ain't eating they starving. No. I can see cause they cool bony. These suckers do nothing but cloud chase. These boys just one-trick ponies. Managed rock ain't so damn phony. These niggas a bunch of jabronis. Everything you got, they want it. That's why I'm stiff, I'm stoning. Just told my hitter he own it. Nigga better break fast like Shonis. Then I got my back like Tony. These niggas wanna clone me, don't it? I went from riding enough V12, switched it up, and now my motor electric. I stacked away more millions than haters expected. You gotta shoot for your respect. That's how you send a message. You gotta do what you gotta do
0: to keep family. Cash out when I wanna. Yeah, the bitches know how I'm coming. Yeah, the niggas know how I'm coming. Yeah, the bitches know how I'm coming. Hey, why they call you Tony? Cause I pop shit by my lonely pocket full of quick blue honeys. Yeah, but they got blood all on me. Uh. Yeah, I'm the one, not the two. two. I turn the one to a two. two. I'm having racks, yeah, I got that bag, yeah. I put a bag on you, you. I put a bag on you, too. Inside my hair, kept rack, goo. I'm going nuts, so I kick me a two. Yeah. They like this young nigga loose, screw. Yeah, yeah. took the dose on my McLaren, put it on my ears, ayy. Don't compare me to no rapper, cause these niggas weird, ayy. They not piss me off, it's codeine all up in my urine, ayy. When it come to shooting shit, my jumper be the pressure. Yeah, if I want it, bitch. The money got blood out. All on it. The money got blood all on it. Yeah, yeah. the money got blood all on it. Yeah. Bad with me
2: on it. The nigga wanna beat me, down But the money got blood all on it. Yeah, the money got blood all yeah. on it. Hey, My man. young niggas ready to shoot. Damn. Cause they ain't got nothing to lose. Damn. He says fuck everybody and fuck everything. He got something to prove. In the trenches pulling moves. A hundred racks in blues. Franks. In a shoebox, Hell nah, them ain't no motherfucking shoes. Rex.
1: book snitching criminal informants and the erosion of american justice by alexandra nadipoff writes no one not even the officials who use them knows with any certainty how many informants exist in the entire judicial system because there is no direct data we therefore need to extrapolate the federal system provides the most information The U.S. Department of Justice reports that in 2007, 14% of all federal defendants received a sentencing departure for for cooperation, and 25% of drug defendants did. An earlier report by sentencing commission researchers estimate that as many as two-thirds of all federal defendants actually cooperate in some way, although less than half of all cooperating defendants receive a recorded sentencing benefit. If only half of all cooperating defendants get sentencing credit, this would suggest that about 30% of all federal offenders and half of all drug offenders cooperate in some way, even if their sentences do not publicly reflect it." Unquote. Now the book lays out how there are virtually no laws or regulations Or judicial rulings limiting how law enforcement handles criminal informants. For example, the FBI in Fort Wayne, Indiana, arrested a woman named Amy Gepfert for drug charges. She was facing a 40-year sentence. They wanted her to do sex work to entrap the target of another investigation. She did while wearing a wire. She later sued her handlers and the FBI. There are countless examples of this. Law enforcement pretty much does whatever they want to criminal informants. Side note here, as always, Thomas Pynchon was writing about this very early on. This is a major plot point, I guess, I would say, in the novel Vineland particularly. Uh, it really explores this subterranean world of, like, ongoing federal criminal informants and how they're sort of like almost like a criminal underclass right so in 2011 the fbi investigated a shelby county former narcotics deputy for inventing a valuable informant like he was piecing together pieces of intelligence from other informants and the whole thing came out when the fbi wanted to use this valuable informant and they you know found out that (laughs) this person didn't exist Uh, there's a lot left unsaid with this case but there's a precedent there for some very shady CI games when it comes to Shelby County specifically and in general it's the frickin' wild west out there now do the cops and the feds ever use CIs who are murderers? yes absolutely, there is a long history of that Uh, particularly with the Mafia and organized crime. Like, having Mafia and organized crime figures work as CIs while knowing and sometimes even helping them commit, like, murder. Like, Whitey Bulger, in particular, is maybe the most visible example of that. Another high-profile one would be Salvatore Gravano, Sammy the Bull, who (laughs) can... confessed to 19 murders and managed to stay a free man you know relatively free right so in 2004 there was a congressional report colorfully entitled everything secret to generates the fbi's use of murderers as informants and it studied precisely that issue This report was written by the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Government Reform, and they found that the FBI and the Department of Justice used, quote, numerous mechanisms to withhold information from the committee, to cover up wrongdoing by government officials and their informants, and generally stonewall the investigative process. They also found, quote, throughout the committee's investigation, it encountered an institutional reluctance to accept oversight. Executive privilege was claimed over certain documents. Redactions were used in such a way that it was difficult to understand the significance of information. And some categories of documents that should have been turned over to Congress were withheld. The author, Nadapov wrote, Snitching also teaches a destructive lesson in civics, that the law is for sale. Criminals who escape punishment by informing have, in in effect, bought their freedom, the government's willingness to trade away liability, even for violent and destructive crimes, sends the public the message that law can be broken under the right circumstances, and that people can get away with murder if they know how to play the game. When police tolerate further criminality from their informants, the message is even worse, it says that government prizes its informers over law and order itself. Ayo, hey,
2: bad play! Hey, yo, band, play. Hey, yo, band
4: play! Let the band play.
2: I don't mean no harm, but I've been showing my ass lately. Larger amounts daily. I've been going crazy. I've been dancing with the devil. God, can you save me? Every dope boy dream of riding a brand new Mercedes. Bad bitch say I'm her favorite. Dripping in the latest. Bitch say I'm contagious. I don't believe none of these niggas. Don't see none of these niggas. These niggas be cabs. I got a confession to make. I sold my soul to the trap. Yeah, Sold my soul to the trap, got my money and took okay, it back. Yeah. I show all my niggas love. If I don't know you then you get taxed. If I didn't grow up, with you then I can't tell you, you might be a rat. Damn. Came through the door with done racks. Rex. We got a scrap scene through the back. Hey. hey, Came in the door with this shit. Yeah, yeah. Long money little nigga, I'm thinking about ownership. Rats, raps. Sold all on bricks and your raps, but you was broke shit. Hey, cut that shit out. Yeah, I just spent 25,000 just on the coat and shit. Hey. Fly to the bullshit, call me Ray. Ray Charles. My location is the bank, that's why I stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardest worker in show business, call me James. James Set my old school on some forges and blew out the brains. Oh, oh. Pages. Hey, hey. I don't believe none of these niggas, don't see none of these niggas, these niggas be caps. Cap. I got a confession to make, what? I sold my soul to the trap. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I had to do what I had to do. Hey. I had to move what I had to move. Hey. I come from shit so I can't lose. For real, for real though. Got, got a pocket full of blues clues, Ooh. bad bitches, I got boo cools. don't get in this cool with them shoes, get money forever my mood, Ooh. they watching, they study my moves, yeah. nigga don't play by the rules, Yeah. hard, check out the jewels, Ooh. I put on baggage today, Ooh. picked up a bag yesterday, Ooh. I do my thing with the weight, ah. under the floor, got a safe, hey. Hey. money, 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 money. I got a confession to make. I sold my soul to the trap. Yeah
1: yeah. But do the cops and the feds ever use CIs to commit murder? Now the answer is yes, possibly all the time. There are necessarily fewer examples and they are better hidden but there are still cases of this taking place now to be fair this does seem to be more in the realm of intelligence agencies and their ties to organized crime not necessarily as much the domestic feds though they do still seem to do it too I mean for fuck's sake, cops keep getting caught doing murder for hire so like it's not a huge stretch that they would attempt to extort criminals or just pay criminals to do it for them now you could do sort of like a snuff film thing here and sort of jerry-rig some kind of definition or like no true scotsman it into some position where cops and feds aren't acting as such when they do it because their charter could not include that but like It just doesn't hold up because cops and feds do keep getting caught doing this, right? So, just earlier in the episode, I mentioned former Shelby County Deputy Sheriff Jeremy Drury, who arrested an alleged drug dealer, was extorting him for money, and was also trying to get him to commit murder in exchange for not conducting a criminal case on him. That's about as outright a case as you can see for the local police doing it. The difference was that, in this case, there was not official sanction, and therefore the feds prosecuted it. But, we can see that's something Shelby County deputies have done before. Right. Now, let's talk lawyers. Reportedly, Justin Johnson and Cornelius Smith first tried to hire the attorney for Yogadian Black Youngsta. The lawyer Arthur Horn. This lawyer, Horn, got Black Youngsta off after he was arrested for shooting Young Dolph's car in 2017. Possibly because it would looked way too incriminating. <laughs> uh, they didn't get this lawyer, and Johnson and Smith have apparently had trouble finding an attorney to represent them, and it got so bad that a judge said he was going to appoint them a public defender if they wouldn't just hire one. As of February 2022, it was reported that Johnson will likely get a public defender. Recently, it came out that the trial for Johnson and Smith might not occur until 2024. They are blaming the severity of the charges and the discovery procedures by the defendant's attorneys as reasons for the delay. Now, the Shelby County Assistant, D.A., Paul Hagerman, said, We wouldn't be here without strong evidence against them. We are confident, and y'all saw the video from November 17th. We had those people in court today. Memphis wants some closure to this thing and family. We do too. Unquote. Now, if convicted, Johnson and Smith would receive automatic life sentences. There are 800 pages of discovery. Why so much? What other angles are there to this case? I know I've spent (laughs) an hour laying out other things, but on the surface, and if you weren't researching it in depth, would it not look like the most open-and-shut case you've ever seen? I mean, they caught these guys on camera shooting young Dolph. They got their fingerprints in the car. Like, what all... What else is there? Well, what else is there indeed, right? So hours before Young Dolph was murdered, Yo Gotti posted a cryptic message on Instagram. He posted an image which read, Good morning. Don't value the things you don't have over the things you do. Hmm. Now, after the shooting, the police shut down Yogadi's restaurant as a precaution. Reportedly, it was shot at, at some point. Uh, I think in the days that followed, Soldier Boy, re- <laughs> he got in trouble for releasing a song after Dolph's death. And Soldier Boy tweeted that the guy who called him out, like, he tweeted at him and said, You could be next. Soldierboy later deleted the tweet. Now I am nothing if not meticulous in citing my sources, and I have maintained that I am pro Internet sleuth when the research is good, and in this case I think it's great. So I found a Twitter user. I have not talked to them, but this Twitter user at Saint Marcus One that's Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S, St. Marcus, number one, uh, pointed out that a worker at Makita's Bakery was friends with Cornelius Smith. It is possible that this worker could have notified the gunman that Dolph was coming to the store. The same user, St. Marcus1, also commented on this post on Twitter. It was the post where Memphis PD posted the $15,000 offer leading offer for information leading to Justin Johnson's arrest obviously they posted that prior to his arrest this user wrote I hope y'all get Black Youngsta too. he paid for the hit, straight drop connected to CMG through Lil Migo, Black Youngsta new video basically explains what happened unquote now You know, as I was going through and checking what this person was saying, I found the Black Youngsta video called I'm Assuming. And I'll be honest with you, my dear listeners, my serial chillers, it is terrifying when you realize the implications, okay? So I'm going to play the song in a minute, but it starts with a beat that sounds like the like the inverse of a Young Dolph track, or like a mirror version, and therefore sounds even more sinister. Now, the music video opens with Black Youngsta walking through a graveyard carrying a shovel, and at one point he lights a cigar using a clip for an AK-47, which of course was used in the crime. Now, the lyrics include a chorus which says, I'm assuming them bitch-ass N-Words caught themselves stopping me. I'm assuming my young N-Word murder shit they bust shots for me. I'm assuming N-Words gonna pay me everything they got for me. I'm assuming N-Words think I'm playing like Monopoly. In the song, he also mentions selling his soul to the devil and having committed and paid for murder i'm telling you the vibes of this song are so fucked
4: no love for no pussy it's overstood nigga we all kill shit you already know the fuck on me nigga know i so mean nigga i'm on your science shit bitch i'm not really lost everything to this shit nigga i take everything bitch yo yeah. pussy nigga Stopping me. I'm, I'm assuming it. my young nigga murder shit, they but shots for me. Nah. I'm assuming niggas gon' pay me everything they got for me. Bitch. I'm assuming niggas, they think I'm playing like Monopoly. Pussy. All that throwing them slick shots on the ground, that's how you end up dead. Ain't do got no love for no pussy, nigga. I want all with his head. Ain't do get no fuck about what you read. You know my eyes they blade. I done bust out shots for other niggas, cause other niggas was scared. Ask me what I rip, I ripped in red. Black ain't far from red. Nigga tried to clip me like some dreads. Ski mask on his head. Niggas don't want no smoke, cause when it come, what time these niggas scared? I'm the type of nigga put money on your head, come kill you for it and get the bread. I been the street nigga that murder shit, rap and shit myself. I'm on the verge about the purge with the young niggas, they stacking bodies. Bust out the lamb truck, I don't get no fuck, I'm busting out the new Ferrari. Puss that nigga, I'm stereotyped. This on gang, I'm still mocking. I get this shit up right now, if I can see my dog alive. I sold my soul to the devil, Rob, before a bag life, I seen some niggas make changes on me, I took credit child. I go to sleep with my bank on me, cause I don't trust none around. Murder what she wrote, you play with me, you get murdered again. Up and show your friend on some evil twin. You gon' have to be quiet when I talk. Let's just seat you in. All them whoops I bought them niggas throw cars in their straight and vein. Yeah, yeah, them pussy niggas and let me in. I put some rap niggas, brought their life when they out with their friends. Gang, 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 gang. When we hit your block, we spin again. I'm assuming you ain't gon' learn your lesson till we come and kill your king. Stop this bitch right here. What? Let me out. Hey, no. You know I'm squeezing the whole trigger, pussy. You know how I come. You know I nigga did this shit for you. Get leaving, your hands clean. Soaking the ride. You know mm-hmm. these niggas telling you I was credit was allowed to see me. Now these niggas wanna beat me. Freaking. Now I made a stop at the CVS. These niggas wanna see me drown. I'm and some niggas mm-hmm. didn't cross me out. These niggas wanna see me down. No love, I'm vicious, I'm smoking straight on my opp. Straight up out the pound. Yeah. We gon' spray your life. We the type of niggas that come with you down. If I say it twice, swear to God, gang them, death come shit you down. Buddhist. My young nigga caught them niggas lacking out of bounds I remember way back in the day I was on the blade Made the woods mm-hmm. a nigga respect my hustle Working like a slave Gang, 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 gang Fuck everybody for life. I was trying to get paid Kill take you out and clean the scene I ain't talking to me Running through the streets Gambling with my life Looking for a fade Praying to the Lord he saved my life I just want to be saved
1: Now I realize that sometimes my show can come across a little bit like a naive guy coming across new information and being like damn for real when frequently I'm talking about things that other people have known all along or maybe I don't know maybe my show doesn't come across that way but like that's what it feels like doing this show as the podcaster right? Uh, Relatedly, I think that people tend to sometimes idealize the things that they are not. Obviously, this isn't universal or always the case, but like, for example, I talk constantly about paranoia and suspicion and conspiracy, not so much because that's what I actually do, but because I'm fundamentally a trusting person. And I don't think I've ever really been part of a single conspiracy in my life, Not in, like, a legal sense, you know? So, disclaimer here. I didn't know Young Dolph personally, so I could be wrong. But without putting too fine a point on it, I think that Young Dolph had a gruff, business-like, focused exterior. Like, he would say things like, there are no friendships, or that he's all about getting money, all about being independent, not being attached to people precisely because he was oriented and focused around helping other people and the community. Like, he was independent, I'm not saying he wasn't, but like, my point is that the way he actually lived his life seemed to be oriented around cooperation and mutual aid. He was provably demonstrably, like, less selfish than, oh, I don't know, people who signed major record label deals, got their money, and then didn't give back to the community or Lord Help Us Own Apartment Communities, and so forth. These are some meditations on the life of young Dolph. Switching gears a bit, you know, Robert Johnson, the quasi-mythological yet very real blues musician who, legend has it, sold his soul to the devil. He actually spent a lot of his childhood in Memphis. More recently... Crunchy Black of Three Mafia says that he met the devil and made a deal with him. Now we talked about XXX Tentacion allegedly meeting the devil and making a deal with him in that SoundCloud rap episode a while back. Now Jungdolf talked about selling his soul, though, very much more like he was considering it or referring to the possibility, and he also would talk about it much more metaphorically. In the song I played earlier, Large Amounts, he said, sold my soul to the trap. Now, it occurs to me that selling your soul is a rich artistic metaphor, and maybe not just a metaphor, precisely because it works on so many levels. There's the literal level, Which, legend has it, Robert Johnson and Crunchy Black did. There's selling your soul financially, like signing a major record label deal, when you know maybe it would compromise your art, like Yo Gotti did. There's selling your soul by engaging in crime, as so many impoverished kids end up doing in traps all over Memphis. There's selling your soul working with the cops and feds by necessarily betraying someone's trust, As a criminal informant, and on and on it goes. Memphis is haunted, literally, by the ghosts of the past. It's haunted by the ghosts of the victims of various historical injustices. It's haunted by the very blood spilled constantly to carry out these crimes. These systems of oppression and capital accumulation require blood sacrifices. And I'm not just talking about, like, blood sacrifices that it might theoretically occur when you're wearing black robes and chanting some incantation like people get killed in real life to keep this system running Memphis is haunted and Young Dolph knew it in the song Talking to My Scale Young Dolph asks if I sacrifice myself will I go to hell in my trap house, counting Gwala, talking to my scale. Now, I think young Dolph probably did some things that would make him question whether he was going to go to hell. But, for my money, even asking the question is an indicator of moral clarity. Way too few people these days are asking themselves if they're going to go to hell. And by that I mean cops, feds, owners of real estate conglomerates and apartment complex holdings companies, and on and on. Now, an unanswered question for me is the ubiquity of the Bass Pro Shop symbol appearing among Young Dolph's a- enemies. I mean, I have my suspicions, but I don't know. I recently recorded a an episode with Tanner Boyle and we were discussing briefly the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid and we were discussing something that I thought was entirely unrelated which is to say Jimmy Savile. But Jimmy Savile worked for Mecca Leisure Group which acquired the Hard Rock Cafe. The Bass Pro Shop Pyramid before it was Bass Pro Shop, the pyramid was constructed by the guy who created the hard rock cafe there was a hard rock cafe in the pyramid at one point like (laughs) I'm not trying to make this into something bigger than it is but what the fuck is going on with the pyramid man and why do the murderers of young Dolph seem to use it as a symbol I have my ideas, but but I'd rather collect them before I shoot from the hip, if that makes sense. Now, please allow me to speak frankly about what I think happened. Who killed young Dolph? This is very much an ongoing case, and I imagine things are still going to come out in the court trial, so... Some of this might theoretically not age that well when the trial eventually happens in 2024, but I think that I'm probably closer than not. That said, I'm going to use allegedly here, even though there's a very, very remote chance of any legal action ever, you know, happening against me. I think Justin Johnson and Cornelius Smith allegedly shot young Dolph with Shondale Barnett allegedly driving the getaway car. I know, not exactly mind-blowing, because that's what everyone else thinks, too. However, it looks like several local rappers and gang members were allegedly part of a broader plot to source the car used. I think that they were probably in on the murder plot in general. I think it is likely that Yogadi allegedly funded the murder. I think it's likely that this allegedly occurred with some degree of police and federal involvement, as directed by the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission and multi agency gang unit. I think Young Dolph was allegedly murdered for being independent, for being a competitor in the music industry and in the real estate game. I don't think they want an independent source of black capital in Memphis, the most Masonic, most corrupt, Ah, fuck it, maybe most racist city in America. At least in terms of law enforcement, right? Now remember, we know that the Memphis Shelby Crime Commission is run by a board of real estate and apartment company businessmen and women. They are using real estate legal devices like authorization of agency to allow Memphis PD to clear people out without due process. The Memphis Shelby Crime Commission is directing the multi-agency gang unit to carry out sweeps against, quote-unquote, apartment communities to assist in urban renewal projects. We know that a Shelby County PD deputy was caught extorting a CI, a criminal informant, into doing murder. We know their law enforcement has been caught selling drugs and they were even investigated by the feds for corruption. Further, we know that the multi-agency gang unit carries out undercover operations. We know that Young Dolph did not sign to a major record label. We know he owned 100 houses throughout Memphis. We know he beefed with Yo Gotti relating to a major record label deal and possibly various types of interpersonal problems with each other. As for the shooters, we know there's a possibility that Barnett could have snitched on the others. There's Johnson's rap song, which all but confesses to the crime. We know Johnson kept getting all these breaks, abnormally light sentencing, abnormally low bond, abnormally good probation opportunities, and he seemed to have money all the way up to the murder. All for him to commit a horrific and unpopular crime. And now he seems like he's overexposed. Doesn't seem that he has the funds to carry out a proper legal defense. Uh, we know that one of the judges who gave Johnson a chance has been called the most corrupt judge in Shelby County. We know Johnson and Smith wanted the same lawyer who works for Yo Gotti and Black Youngster which is circumstantial evidence, suggestive of a broader plot. We know a lot of discovery material is out there, and that the court date keeps getting pushed back quite a ways, also suggestive of a broader context, indicative of a broader plot, perhaps. We know Black youngster made the world's most provocative music video shortly after the murder, all but confessing in my mind, and he released it shortly after Dolph's death. So, at the end of the day, I ask you, who killed young Dolph? For sources today, I used the book Snitching, Criminal Informants and the Erosion of American Justice by Alexandra Nadapoff, and I would say I used, let's see here, easily at least 20 or more articles I copy and pasted every article I actually used information from. I probably read 40 articles, maybe. Um, I think for this case, I might actually paste them in the show notes. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. If this is your first time listening to Program to Chill, check out some of the other episodes. There's some really fun stuff. Uh, in particular, there's a SoundCloud rap episode where I talk with my buddy Luke Marshall. I talk about Tentacion, some occult stuff, in the particularly like the Miami SoundCloud rap scene. Uh, I have a Patreon where I put a lot of the really juicy stuff. Now I need to be on my way. Thank you again for listening. And normally I don't introduce the songs that I go out with, but this one was a song by Gucci Mane called Long Live Dolph. RB the hey,
5: Huh? Mitro, say. Long Live Dolph. Mitro! Peter Flipper, a money-getting nigga. Had to bless one up for dog. Don't think they felt you like I felt them. Say niggas wanna be a be the ones that come to kill you. Now, don't that sound familiar? Your name they gon' remember. Can't be quiet and go silent like violent. We still outside. Hurt me inside, I can't hide it. It's hard to hide. Being a trout rapper, it's a miracle if you survive. Every day I pray and thank the Lord that I'm still alive. When it comes to legend, do forever in my top five. Real life street nigga, never had to tell lies. Remember, used to rap about weed, he didn't sell pie. French young nigga on the scene, had his own style. Don't take your life for granted, could be gone in seconds. RIP the Dolph, long, long live the legend from Memphis to the sixth. They felt you win the brain. The days you died, it broke my heart. A day I won't forget. Damn. One thing you know you miss. One thing you know we pissed. It's paper raw forever. You know what gon' represent. You know Glock gon' represent. Lil Trey Trey gon' represent. I done shed so many tears. I had to hit the mic and vent. I pull up it's an event. We pull up this how it went. Through so much money and magic, bitches say we pay they rent. Million dollar cost no tent. We scratched up like where they went. Know your legacy gon' live, on know exactly what you meant when it comes to independent man you are the president, the president. for putting on your relative showing love when hesitant nah. trying to find a positive Chill. but it's only negative Chill. so much hate and envy out here i don't got to force to give so the this kill. is how it is gotta die to get your prop never uh-huh. get your flowers while you're here and damn that sells a lot uh-huh. all this senseless violence that i'm seeing i swear it needs to stop, stop. humans killing other human beings almost round the clock down a circle, a circle in a block, drop the top, this time for doubt Every on? time you see goo this summer, you gon' see it off. And right. be careful and stay dangerous every time I leave the house. The heart stacked against you in the hood, we tryna make it out. My rose was found. i playing paper route. Wow. License out. License dog, that's all I'm bumping. I can't take it out. No. Never leave the house without. Never do stunt moves for clout. No. If you all about your paper out, then roll one up a dog. <laughs> Chopper on my couch. Peace yeah. around my house. Hey. Young nigga, I be fresh as fuck. Reminding you a Remind dog. That doll. bitch from the south. south. My name in her mouth her favorite rapper, Doll. Miss you, homie. The whole world miss you. I lost a friend. I lost a homie. The world lost a friend. Lost a father. And a son. Damn.